Hey guys, it's Wolfie here and welcome to another episode of Wolfie and Friends. The show and the episodes that are about ordinary people sharing their extraordinary lives and how they got there. And in this episode, we got a treat for you. This episode is called Skipping with Sam. Some of you may wonder, why is it called Skipping with Sam? And in this, we'll explain the little adventures that me and Sam have had along the way. But without further ado, Sam, tell us about yourself. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm Sam. Uh, usually, I'm a photographer most of the time, part-time, maybe. <laughs> Uh, most of the other time I work on my creative work, on my Instagram, on my YouTube channel, uh, vlogs, and some short films, some coming up in the future. And Sam, have you always wanted to do that? How did that happen? So, uh, my background first started around like sports. Uh, I started as like athlete, work, athletics, doing long distance, then basketball, baseball, a player, NFL as well, so like... American football, when I say NFL. But yeah, mainly I started in sports. Then uh, I did like a few photos, did like photography for footballers, took a few photos for them. Then I realized like creativity, like creative stuff is pretty fun. And I started enjoying it. Did it as like hobby for a few years. Then it became like part of like my natural everyday stuff. Okay. So let's unearth it back to the beginning. So your younger days, you're there, you're chilling and sports mm. why sports talk us through it what was it about sports that drew you in uh, i always like like the competitive side of like doing something working on your skills trying to be like the best version of yourself that's uh, always like sports because i can always improve i get better yeah and and it's good with that because already you said it it's about getting better and it's about taking it along the journey because one of the things i love so me and Sam, so how many years have we known each other for now? What? It's got to be more than 10, isn't it? Um, like yeah, five, it's... six? Maybe. No. Because I would have been, yeah, I think about 10. 10? Yeah. That's crazy. I know, isn't it? It's a long time. It is a long time. And to think, the journey you've been on of in life, it's, it's one for me of the highlight of how you've progressed from your mindset thinking, okay, I'm going to do sports till now you're doing photography. And one of the things that always blew my mind is your blueprint and how you've done it. Yeah. So, Pinewood, for example, how did that come about? Well, I had, like, opportunity. I had, like, interview with them. Opportunity, they wanted me to, like, take a few photos. And they're like, we like, like, your photography style. And the director really liked, like, my composition and how I looked at things. And he was like, you want to come along, like, do a bit of work experience with us? And I was like, yeah, sounds like fun. And then I ended up staying there for like over a year. And what did you learn along the way doing that? I learned a lot of like, because that was like my first industry kind of job. So I wasn't used to like the big sets, working with like all these celebrities and everyone. That wasn't like, that was all new to me. So like seeing that, like this huge studio, this huge warehouse with like big cameras, millions of like budgets, it was like mind blowing for me. To, to go from that type of experiences, how have you managed to then take that and work with that to what you're trying to do now? you got to like realise like creative, it's hard to do what they were doing because they have like unlimited budget and they can do whatever they want. So like it's, you learn a lot, but like composition wise, what works, like what colours work, like storyboarding, like doing things like well, rather than like most people would take a video or a shoot 
and they'll do like as simple as as fast as they can. Whereas I like try try and make it meticulous and plan everything out to get like the best quality work. I always like to do that. I'm like more like perfectionist. Like even in basketball, I always wanted to like try and be the best version of myself, like every day. Yeah. So Sam, with what you said about sports and your love with basketball, what did you choose to do at university then? Well, I was still in like the phase of sports at that time. I still wanted to like try and be in basketball, or try to get a scholarship for basketball somewhere around there. I was playing in New York. I went to New York for a year uh, or like a couple of months in a camp. What was that like? It was, it was fun, but uh, the last, the ending was pretty rough because I tore my Achilles at the end of it. Some guy landed on my leg and it was not the best. I started like, it was recovering and getting back to normal was like the worst part of it because you wanted to play. Yeah. I wanted to play and I was out for so long and it like really hurt me not being able to be on the court or not trying to progress, it really affected me. So as an athlete, in that situation, how do you do that? You've gone to the States, you're there in a basketball camp, you, you're fixed, you're focused on, this is what I want to do. What did you do? Well, because of my injury, I started like getting more into creative because I always want to do something. I'm never the type of person to just lay around and do nothing, just sit there. So, like, while I was injured, I was learning, like, photography, I was learning Photoshop, I was trying to get better, watching, like, creatives on YouTube and seeing what they were doing, what was working in the industry, what's trending, stuff like that. And that really, like, helped me get through the injury because I was out for, like, a year, barely walk half the time. Oh, wow. And it was, like, a rough period of time in my life. But I got through it just, like, being able to do creative stuff, working in the uni as well. Like working in the union allowed me to get like contacts, meet new people. I helped them produce like content for their social media. What type of stuff did, was you creating at that point? We were making like events. We were working with some of the athletes around our campus, some of the national level athletes, the athletics, volleyball, basketball, all the sports. So just taking like videos, recording them. And then uploading it to their Instagram. They had like a YouTube for like a year. Didn't really work out at them. I think okay. they didn't want to do too much on the YouTube. But most of it was on like the Union Instagram. Their like their Snapchat as well. And do you think it you had a different perspective because you you came from a sporting background? Now you're starting to use media. The type of shots you were doing, those type of things. Like, what's going through your mind at this point? Well, it did help me sports-wise because I could see what's interesting in the sport. Like, as an athlete, you would want to see those kind of points. Like, okay. you know what to focus on. Yeah. Whereas someone that didn't study sport wouldn't be able to focus. They wouldn't know what to focus on. Like, if you play basketball for a long time, you know what people actually want to watch. Yeah. Rather than if someone that didn't play basketball, they would just generically film everything. They wouldn't know what works for the audience and what doesn't and that really helped me like understanding your audience is the biggest part in the media industry i think that, and that is true isn't it it is your your target audience knowing who you're working with who's it for where's this taking you so far have you taken pictures at events or we've done like i've done short films with some of my friends we've done like events for the club at the union and like events for like piccadilly industry institute as well so oh, wow. like locker like, I worked for Puma, Little Boy, or JD, or well. all that stuff has, like, helped me. Quick fire time, Sam. 
Puma or Foot Locker? Who was better? What was it? Talk to us. Let's go. Well, I only did one event called uh, Foot Locker, which was one like product photo for their shoes that was coming out. I think it was like the Kyrie Irving one. Okay. And uh, they just wanted like uh, for for the shop, the front for to get more customers in. I think I did a really good job. I was like one of my favorite events. Is that like, they gave me the the shoes for free as well? I can tell. Sorry to interrupt, guys. Right now, Sam's got a massive smile and he's beaming as he's saying this. So, um, I I think it was one of his favorites right now. Sorry, Sam. Keep going. I just like like playing with the lighting, trying to get the perfect lighting. It was it was crazy. I didn't know like the guy I was working with. He showed me like all these tricks with light, like with flash photography. It was like the first time I worked do flash photography. It was mm. crazy to see that the photo, like just when you take it. And you look at it, it looks completely different. So when you use the photo, it looks like it's Photoshop, but it's not Photoshop. It's like straight out of the camera, which is clean. It was so good. Just playing with lighting, I didn't know lighting makes like that huge of a difference. That was like the first time that blew my mind, honestly. And have you been able to then use that in your mediums as you've been creating stuff and working on projects? I think after that day, I was like, lighting plays a huge role. I didn't know. Up to that point, I thought lighting was just, like, a second port. But now lighting is, like, the biggest... Like, that should be our number one port. Like, lighting changes your whole scene completely. So you're an Instagrammer at home or a young budding photographer. iPhone, probably iPhone 10 Plus right now. Who knows? You're selling them. Key number one thing they've got to think about is lighting. What other tip are you going to give them straight away to help them do a better picture? Uh, lighting, then composition... Like, making sure, like, you think about your frames. You don't want to just randomly take a snapshot. Maybe, like, play with angles, like, lower angle or high angle. Work with, like, what you got. Maybe, like, go out, like, sunset time when the sun's coming down. You have perfect lighting. Then just work to try different angles. Because I can tell everything you've learned that you've said from Pinewood to when you're at the union, at university, as part of the media team, I remember the first project we worked together on um, as part of the album for Storytellers was when we went on a photo shoot for Wolf that day. And before then, leading up to it, you came and gave me a storyboard. Yeah. And you were the only photographer I've ever worked with who's just gone, hey, here's a storyboard, here's 12 different shots, all in different lighting, all different angles. Like, this, guys, this is the man that practices what he's preaching. I'm, I'm putting it out there, people. And I was like, I was blowing away. I was completely blown away in terms of, wow, like, and, and the conversations that we would have around it. Like, mm. And to see that approach is embedded into what you apply to, it's, it's epic, it's, it's genius. What would you say? I think a lot of people don't do storyboards because, like, because my background was firstly art. Like, I did art when I was in school. Like, the first thing, I took A-level art as well, and then I dropped out of that. But art was like a big part of it, drawing, illustrating. Mm. So concept artists, they do a lot of like storyboards. So I like to like, they visually plan out like their stories, like anime artists, they do concept arts all the time and long lines of storyboards to see what like they want to visually plan. So like me trying to do like a mood board or a storyboard, try, it like helps me visually understand what I want to take so I can get the best photo possible on that day. Rather than just randomly coming in and you have to look everywhere. Trying to like, if you already have a visual picture in your head, it's easier to take the photos when you actually 
at this point, some of you may be wondering why this episode is called Skipping with Sam. Um, as I've already said, in a lot of the stuff that I've done recently, Sam Sam has been the man behind the lens. Like Sam is we've where have we gone, Sam? What we've gone Greenwich Park. Yep. Uh Paddington. Paddington. Rathbone Place. Yeah. Hampstead Bridge. Tottenham Court Road. Yeah. Yeah, we've done a little London tour, haven't we? Yeah. We South Bank the other day, like yeah. not too long ago, yeah. And throughout this time, Sam is always... I usually go to Sam, Sam, this is the colour I'm going to do. And Sam's like, yeah, okay, all right, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I, even when I said, like, Sam, yeah, I'm going to go for this colour now. And Sam's like, mm, I don't know, you, you're going to pull it off? Yeah, yeah, phase, phase three, this, phase four, this, phase that. But there's one thing that Sam encouraged me to do that I did as a one-off, right, many moons ago. And that was skip. If you follow me on social media, you would have seen the, the video of me just skipping randomly off after one video. And Sam would just went, what did you say Sam was? I should keep doing it, innit? It just became yeah. a thing. So hence why we called it skipping with Sam. And it's those type of ideas that I love that Sam's never been frightened to go and say, actually, I think we should do it like this or do it like that. Or we go like, oh yeah, what if we go under this little bit here? And I'm like, yeah. But I'm going to share a story. Sam, I don't know if Sam wants me to share the story. Of one time where Sam, we're, we're doing the shoot for Fleur. And um, Sam showed me these pictures. And he said, like, in these beautiful rose garden. It looked great. So, okay. so we've gone to Greenwich Park. Remember that day, Sam? We're in Greenwich Park, innit? Yeah. We're in Greenwich Park. And he looked at the tree and said, the tree doesn't look like the, how it did. And I went, Sam, is that because the picture you showed me is a picture that you took a year ago? <laughs> What, there's no sound, there's no laughter in this, yeah? Sam, Sam's like, yeah. But Sam being Sam went with his eagle eyes, but there's roses over there, let's go. So, okay. So, like, even in that moment, because at that moment, I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, Sam, what are we going to do, man? What, how are we going to... It's the problem solving that I love that you do, bro. And the fact of that you've gone, okay, these are the schemes, these are the colours, this is what we're trying to do. Is that something you've always had within you? Or have you learned that skill over time? I think, like, probably over time. I've gone better at it. It's like you're trying to do something and like obviously in life things don't go to plan. Mm. You can't always predict everything. So making sure that like if you get in a situation where it doesn't go to plan, you have to think fast. In the creative industry you gotta think fast all the time. Like sometimes you only have like a studio for a couple of hours. You don't wanna make nothing out of the studio just because something didn't go to plan. You might as well shoot something. And if it turns out good, it's good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Are you tried at least? Uh, I think trying is like the most important thing for me, rather than not doing anything at all. If it doesn't work out, that is. Yeah, and you know what? It's it's what I used to tell my students all the time, and still try to fail first attempt in learning. That's that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah. It's about trying that, mixing those colours together. You know, your primary, your secondary, your tertiary, did little, did little there. Yeah, Sam. With everything we've had, with everything we've heard about today, ranging from your sports industry down to your skill set with Pinewood and re refining those abilities, it's that real attitude of just staying involved and being intentional with what you do. That's brilliant. Because for you, it's, it's, it's overcoming adversity, isn't it? You had an injury and you went, okay, so how am I going to do, I need to do something, what am I going to do? And then you're going to excel in it and you're going to kick on and push on. I'm now going to do this in terms of photography. I'm going to be the best what I'm going to do. I'm going to do videography. I'm going to be the best that I can be in that. And every day, that for you is your blueprint was brilliant. 
So for me right now, and for us as a cohort of listeners, I think what I really want to say, I think I know, what I want to ask you is, what is it that you would give to tell someone for them to be able to do that? What inspires you to keep going with that? Uh, what inspires me to keep going is like some of my friends, some people I met at uni, like one of them in particular was really like inspiring for me. This guy works so hard, like every day he'll be on point and he'll be doing everything to like the best of his ability. And like he doesn't complain. I've never heard him complain once about anything that goes wrong. Mm. He's like the most positive guy I've ever met. Like for me, I want to be like that type of person. I want to like never give up. If something goes wrong, then you just look on the positive side of life. Mm. Like I want to work towards trying to make a film, like my own movie one day. And like that keeps me motivated most of the time. Because that is my end goal. So I try and win an Oscar or do something in the creative industry. And Sam, that's brilliant. The fact that you know your goal, you know what you work forward to. And it's surrounding yourself with those groups of people that inspire you daily to keep going. And, and for me, Sam, that's what you do. Whenever we're in projects together, and that's one of the reasons why I really wanted you here is because you are the man behind the lens who, for me, you do all those things. Mm. You literally come up with ideas, with innovative ideas, who just gives your energy 100% and skipping with Sam. Because it's a joy, it's a delight. It's literally like, what are we going to do? We're mm. laughing and joking half the time, if not all the time. And for me right now, I publicly just want to say thank you because you help give it a snippet into the joy and fun that we have when we create stuff. And I think it's just been a blessing, Sam. So again, thank you. And thank you for sharing on this episode of Wolfie and Friends. Yeah, anytime. But I love making content. I love working with people, working on new ideas. It helps me creatively. It makes me like learn new things every day. Like being humble and trying to learn things is like what I love doing. Like I always listen to anyone, even if they're new. Like the film industry or creative industry, it's always good to learn. And that's it. There is always have an ear that's willing to learn and just be willing to listen, guys. This has been Wolfie and Friends, and this episode has been skipping with Sam. Um, Sam, where can we find you? Uh, find me on Instagram, uh, underscore Sam Safi. So there you go, guys. And guys, check out his photos and videography and much more. Guys, stay blessed. Wolfie and Sam out.